0: What is up, Ballistic? It's good to be with you again. One of the things we're gonna talk about today is one of my favorite topics, and it is zone skills. Being in the zone, as most of you know, is when you are playing your best. You're not thinking, you're not analyzing, everything that you've done in training is just happening for you. You're loose, your body language is positive, and you're playing at a very, very high level. One thing a lot of people don't know is how do you create the zone? A lot of times when I talk to players, they honestly don't know. They just tell me, coach, I don't know what I did. I was just in the zone. So what I would like to share with you today are five aspects of the zone to help you to be able to create that zone each and every time you take the court. I'm going to share with you several tips and tools, and I encourage you to take notes today. So the first thing I'd like to talk about is when you are in the zone, you are fully in the present moment. You're not thinking about the future. You're not thinking about the past. You are fully absorbed in the present. And sometimes it feels like you're not even thinking. In fact, a lot of times coaches will say, man, that player was unconscious. And you know what? There's a lot of truth to that statement. Because when you are playing in the zone and you are in your hind brain or your subconscious mind, you're not thinking. Everything is just happening automatically. The opposite of that is time traveling. And we see a lot of that, especially in volleyball. Time traveling is where you're thinking about what just happened a minute ago, the last mistake, something your teammate did, something your coach said, or what could happen in the future. Oh my gosh, if I don't get the serve over or, well, if we'm in this match, then we'll be playing for the pin. Whatever the case may be, the opposite of being in the moment is time traveling. So here are three tips and tools to use to help you to be in the moment and create the zone. Number one, team communication. I also have written down here that silence is deadly. When my team gets quiet or when any team gets quiet, usually that is a recipe for disaster. The number one way to get out of your head is to communicate, pour into others. One of the things I appreciate about a lot of ballistic teams, in fact, most of our teams, is they're playing through the net. They're communicating what they see on the other side of the net, what's open, where the setter is, those kinds of things. Number two, body language is huge. There is a link between your body language and your mind. If you're uptight, if you're small, if you're tense, that's gonna put you in your front brain and you're gonna be analyzing and you're gonna be timid and other teams will notice that. And you know what? They'll probably serve at you too if they notice bad body language. Good body language, zone body language. Sometimes you have to fake it until you make it. You're loose, you're confident, You're big, your hands are on your hips, your hands aren't on your knees, and you're very, very confident with all of your movements. The last one is the power connection. The power connection, if you remember, is when teams come together in the middle of the court after plays. And remember, the mess up is the most important power connection. That needs to include eye contact, touch well not in the COVID world and sound some teams have a cheer some teams just say something encouraging to each other but the power connection is a key way to take your team into the zone number two another aspect of the zone is your training just takes over the opposite of that is stinking thinking stinking thinking is where you're analyzing. You're in your front brain. Maybe you're thinking about what you did wrong or asking your coach what you did wrong. You're thinking about what the next play is. You're analyzing too much in your mind. And I was a part of a situation not that long ago where our team was definitely stinking thinking. We were just worried about what the other team was doing. We were worried about what we needed to do instead of just being in the moment and letting our training take over. So here's three tips on how to let your training take over. Number one, Focus on your rituals and your routines. So as an individual, if you have a mistake management routine, full motion. If you have a serving routine, that is key. We had a player a couple weekends ago on 17's that was fully in the zone. And when you're talking about the high level 17's team, you don't normally see this happen very often, but this player served 12 straight points. Now, they weren't all aces, but there was a lot of aces mixed in with that 12. But you could just tell by the way that this girl was serving. Her body was loose. I saw her doing her breath. She was going short. She was going deep. She was going hard. She was floating. She was topspin. Like this player was throwing everything at the other team and rallied off seven straight points. And one of the things I did, I talked to her and I said, what were you doing? What got you there? And one of the things she said is she was very focused on her routine. I saw her taking a breath. Another thing she did, this is tip number two, is visualization, picturing your serve, going where you want it to, looking at the court, seeing what's open and just trusting your training to take over and make that happen for you. Another one is focusing on your effort. A lot of times if you wanna find the zone, If you just work hard, if you transition off the net, if you go for balls, sometimes I've noticed if a player dives on the floor and gets dirty, something clicks and a lot of times that will take you to the zone. The next thing about being in the zone is mistakes don't matter when you're truly in the zone and you're playing in your subconscious mind, mistakes don't matter. The opposite of that, and I know this is a struggle, but with these tips and tools you can overcome it is emotional reactions. You should never show negative emotions on the court, in my opinion, because I look for that as a coach. And those are the players that I want to hit at. Those are the players that we want to serve at. So make sure that you keep your emotional reactions in check. Three ways to do that. Number one, mistake management routine or an act of symbolism. One example I have is one of our players, whenever she makes a mistake, she steps on the line, kind of wipes her foot. And that is symbolic to her of, I'm letting it go, I'm moving on, I'm staying in the moment. The next one, I mentioned this before, is the power connection. Coming together with your team after mistakes. Because an average team, when they get down or they start to struggle or the other team has the momentum, they quit coming together. Remember, you have to act your way to victory. The next one is supportive to your teammates. This is kind of a repeat, but I just can't say this enough. The number one way to get out of your head and take yourself to the zone is to pour into others. Communication on the court is key. Another aspect of the zone is your body will feel warm and loose coach joshua comes in every once in a while and works with some teams and one of the things that he really stresses is being loose when you hit the ball you're not muscling the ball you're hitting it like a whip in fact i've heard several college coaches pay compliments to players saying man that girl has a whip so you want to feel warm and loose the opposite of that is obviously being cold and stiff with shallow breathing so how can we do this pre-game readiness routine I'm the kind of coach where before we go into our our match, I need to see a little bit of sweat on some foreheads. If I don't see sweat on foreheads, I'm a little nervous because I know you need to be warm and loose to find the zone. The next one is you need to be ready to go. Too many teams just kind of chill out and hang out until it's their time to take the court. We need to take our pregame readiness routines very seriously we need to be on our feet we need to be jumping around we need to be watching the score of the games ahead of us so we know when we need to get up start stretching get warm so when we take the court we're already warm and we just ball handle and then we're sure to get off to a good start the last one is to kind of make you feel warm and loose is attitude and effort It's so fun to see teams that are kind of joking together and having fun and creating kind of a loose atmosphere before games. Now, the girl on 17s I was talking about earlier, another thing that she said to me is before we played, her and her teammates were just kind of dancing. They were loose. They were joking. And when they took the court, they didn't have a care in the world. The result found the zone. The last one I'd like to talk about, and guys, this one is so important, is positive self-talk. Remember, your subconscious mind doesn't know whether it's you or somebody else. So if you say to yourself, skeins, get out of your head, your brain doesn't know whether that's you or your coach saying it. So sometimes talking to yourself in third person is key. The opposite of positive self-talk is obviously negative self-talk. Now, a lot of us have that negative narrative on game days. And one of the things that we found, and this is tip number one, is keywords, symbols, or a performance mantra. Basically what that is, is coming up with a little mantra that you say to yourself every time you have a negative voice say something or a negative thought. And you can get yourself to the point to where you use that mantra and those negative voices will completely go away. I was working with a competitive runner this last week and she's an endurance runner and she did a 12 mile run up in the mountains on some hills. And I had her create a mantra because when you get tired and you're in mile 11, your mind starts talking to you. Your mind starts telling you to quit. Your feet are telling you to quit. And she used that mantra and she said it was the number one thing that helped her. So use a Q word, a mantra or a symbol. Another one, is team interaction. Make sure that you guys are doing great as a team. That is why team bonding is so important. That is why sometimes as a team, we have to have those difficult conversations because if you wanna be your best as a player and as a team, you have to work out any negativity or weirdness that you might have on a relationship level. And lastly, I kinda touched on this earlier, is make sure that you talk to yourself in third person, make sure that you're encouraging yourself. And one of the things that I talked with a player about a few weeks ago, a girl that was in the zone, I was like, what did you do to get yourself there? And she told me, coach, before I went on the court, I just kept telling myself, we're gonna win. I want this, we're gonna win, I want this. And she played like a player possessed. So hopefully you'll find these zone skills helpful. And ladies, just like I tell you all the time, all this stuff works if you work it. Elite players have a mental program, have a mental warehouse, and have mental tools that they apply to situations. So ladies, be ballistic, be elite, apply some some tips and tools, and please, as always, give me your feedback. Hope you guys take care, and we will talk to you again soon. Go Ballistic!